Hello. I'm Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. So this is going to be part four yes. of the Ted Bundy story. And when we left off on part three, we were talking about how Bundy had confessed in his tapes um, to dismembering the body of his uh, sixth murder victim, Georgian Hawkins. Um, so after Georgian goes missing, everyone is freaking out. I mean, there are like, there are six missing women in Washington, um, which is pretty intense. And then not to mention, there was a very aggressive and um, aggravated sexual assault of Karen Sparks um, near the same areas where a lot of these women had been abducted. So just a lot of things were happening. Um, Scary. I know. And so the police decided to come up with a victim profile list. And this is where they kind of like piece together all of the factors about each of the women. That the fact that they were all Caucasian, they were all college age. Um, In addition to that, all of the women would vanish during either midterms week or finals week. What? Yeah. So those were the two. So like they would, um, besides Linda I've never heard and Healy, that before. That's mm-hmm. weird. I know. Um, so they kind of like pieced that together. And um, why? Well, so it was important <laughs> because like, like during finals and midterms, you a lot of people are on campus really late, and so seeing someone oh, okay, on okay. campus late wouldn't be a weird that occurrence. So, so wait, how long of a time period have we? Have we have spanned we over them? so far? So Georgianne was taken on June 10th during her finals week at the University of Washington, and Linda Ann Healy had been abducted in January. Okay, so it's like just we've only had like one midterms and one finals week. Yes. So he's just abducting multiple and mm-hmm. those two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're all kind of close together. They're all kind of like spaced out by like a couple weeks, like three weeks, I'm pretty sure, is like the space. Yeah, because like some schools have different midterms mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, exactly. It was during the midterms and finals week that people would have the most eyewitness sightings of like weird um, stuff happening on campuses. So I'm pretty sure that's why they included it. So like I said before, Georgianne would have this weird impact on Bundy. This would be the only time he would talk in detail about what a victim would say to him in his confession tapes. And they have over 200 hours of confession tapes. They're not all confessions, but just like tapes. Obviously, just like her reaction and her disorientation of the situation freaked him out a little bit. And he started, it was almost like he humanized her for a second. And he didn't humanize any of the other ones, but she had shown this level of individuality. And that like removed the facade that she was like Diane. And she was like, I'm George. You know, yeah, like people over call and me over George. Again. I have a Spanish test in the morning. Like it was just like a very odd. Like it's situation. not a, it's not what he wanted. No, no, it's not he wanted her to, for him. He silenced all of his victims, and she was saying things. The next morning, after he had dismembered, sexually assaulted, and murdered Georgianne, and tossed her body into the mountains, he freaks out. And as he's driving down the mountain, he throws out his the crutches and crowbar. He used the crutches every once in a while to try and like have women help him put stuff in his car crowbar that he used to knock all of the women unconscious he threw out the briefcase he asked victims to carry he threw out the rope he used to strangle them he threw out the clothes that he usually wore that looked like a nurse's uniform it was like white very kind of like 
welcoming and not aggressive in any way. And he threw all of them into the woods on Taylor Mountain. So she really would have this weird impact on him. Granted, this only lasted for about a month, and then he would just go out, buy all of the things again, and would attack another set of women in July. So in July, this would be like his final set of murders in Washington and in the Pacific Northwest. Despite his purge the month before, on July 14th, 1974, we have the disappearance of Janice Ott, a 23-year-old who was last seen with an attractive man in a sling walking away from Lake Sammamish State Park. Janice had blonde hair parted down the middle. She was married and was working in Seattle in 1974. On the day she went missing, she was carrying her bike with her and was approached by a man in a sling who asked her to help him get a sailboat into his car. Janice would agree, but when she learned the sailboat wasn't actually on the beach, she was seen sitting down with the man and talking about the situation. The only reason Janice got into his car was because he told her that the sailboat was up at his parents' house in Issaca, which is where she lived too. Hoping she could get a ride, she got into the car with him. Bundy even told her he would put her bike in the trunk of his car and take it home with them. No one ever saw Janice alive after they headed away from the lake. A girl who was also approached by Bundy but declined to actually get in his car would describe him in detail to police after Janice went missing. She would say how he asked her about the sailboat and how he was taking her to the parking lot when she noticed there wasn't an actual boat. And when she asked him about it, his excuse was that it was like at his house. Um, and after learning that, she was like, well, I like my people are here. I can't leave the beach, but good luck to you. She said that he didn't take her rejection weirdly. Like he was really nice. He didn't seem aggressive or assertive or anything like that. So this is like the most stupid thing he ever does. Oh, I know. Wait, before you say this, how does one put a sailboat in a car? In a Volkswagen? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I was wondering if that was just me Um, not knowing. Okay. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I feel like that that wouldn't work. Right, exactly. And so, and like, you see Janice like talking to him about it and like, okay, let's figure this out. I want to be helpful, but don't be creepy. And then he kills her. So that's great. Sorry. So (laughs) for some reason... Ted uses his real name when he is talking to people on the beach. So he confronts several people on this uh, July 14th, and everyone would hear him say, my name is Ted. So that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And people are like always saying he's such an intelligent killer. This was his biggest mistake. Mm-hmm. I, I like per, like I honestly think this was one of his biggest and dumbest mistakes that he does. And it's quite early on. So I usually try and not think of him as intelligent because he messes up actually quite often. And if we had access to the technology we have access to today, he would have been caught that summer um, because he left DNA Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. In (laughs) addition to using his real name, he hadn't changed his appearance at all to... He's confident, I guess. We'll give him that. Yeah. He just walks around looking like his normal self with his arm in a sling. And his cool outfit. Yeah. And he's like... He's very conspicuous. Like, people would come forward and be like, yeah, there was this weird guy on the beach not wearing a bathing suit. And he was asking people to help with a sailboat. 
And <laughs> I just think that's really dumb. And then he would use his real name and that would be a big like ding, ding, ding. Yeah, everyone for... would be like, yeah, Ted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like literally the reason why Elizabeth and yeah. Anne Rule um, submitted him to the police was because Ted and then the description, the, the picture. So... And he like always wore these. He had very good fashion. He did, actually. And so he had like, I feel like his outfits would have been really easy to explain. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But oh, in addition to this, they also said he used a British accent. (laughs) So it was like he was trying. I've never heard that one. Really? Yeah. So most people would be like, yeah, he had a weird accent. It sounded British. That makes it worse. (laughs) Yeah. um, So it's like, I don't even know. It was like he was trying to be elusive, but. You could have tried harder. <laughs> so anyway. Oh my gosh, I just noticed your your footwear situation. Oh, I have aliens on my socks. <laughs> I was like, what is that? It's an alien. I got it at um the Roswell? Alien Museum in Roswell, yeah. I had to get them. They were like too perfect. <laughs> like, what is on your <laughs> your ankle? <laughs> They're heads. cute. They, they kind of look like nice aliens, too. Yeah, they're nice aliens. Friendly little aliens. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're just here to observe. Yeah. So, <laughs> back to Bundy. So, on the same day, a few hours later, so still July 14th, Bundy was seen asking a woman near the restroom to help him with a sailboat again. He was rejected a few times, but he stayed there, and he kept asking specifically women for help with this. So, that aroused uh, suspicions <laughs> as well. Like, how many women? Like I don't like know. Like, 10? I mean, like, I would assume it was just a few because I didn't hear, like, I mean, a very comprehensive list of, like, there were 36 women that came forward yeah. saying this. But there were enough eyewitnesses to make it. Like, five to, or yeah, so? Yeah, to confidently have a sketch and a name and an MO. Yeah. Like, if so, two of them say no, yeah, you should just leave and go yes, somewhere else. and just, like, move to a different location. Not that you should be killing anyone or enticing them to come to yeah, your car. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, like, come on. See, he's not brilliant. I just don't like the argument saying that he's this brilliant killer. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess he's, like, not... He's I mean, crafty. Yeah. I will call him yeah. crafty. And, I mean, it, you can tell that in some instances he gets just really overtaken by the heat of the moment. And mm-hmm. He does. I mean, I think that he probably realized how stupid this was mm-hmm. and which just oh, didn't yeah. care because he wanted to do it so badly. Exactly. There you go. But when 18-year-old Denise Naslin walked up to the restroom, she decided to help the poor no. guy in the sling. No. Um, yeah, no one witnessed Bundy actually go up to Denise, but people did see her head towards the restroom in that general direction, and then she would go missing. Yeah. So <laughs> this is also really weird. So the next day, after this has all happened and police are all over Lake Sammamish State Park, Bundy would go back to the parking lot um, where Janice was last seen and pick up some evidence he had left behind, including a pair of earrings and one of Janice's shoes. Wait, her earrings and shoes? Mm-hmm. Why? So he just didn't want her because nobody had seen where they had gone to. So nobody saw them in the parking lot except for the one girl who would, like, go to his car and, like, where's the sailboat sort of deal. That's so He just stupid. didn't want to place Janice or Denise in that location, so he would go back because he knew he had left something there. And he rode his bike, so they had already said that there was a tan Volkswagen involved, or tan or brown. The color's always up for debate. So he would go back on his bike... He would pick up the stuff and nobody knew what was going on because they were obviously looking at like the restroom and they were talking to all of the people who were on the beach, etc. 
So, so risky. I know. It's a lot. So that's nine victims, including Karen Sparks at the beginning, from January to July in 1974. The last two victims were abducted in broad daylight. So the escalation of this might have been due to the fact that Bundy was getting ready to attend law school in August in Utah. So just as a little reminder, Elizabeth Klepfer is still in the picture. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of forgot that, too. Yeah. So Bundy has now been seen out in the open. A sketch has been released of the perpetrator that was at Lake Sammamish State Park, and his name has been released. And Elizabeth saw this in the newspapers, so she's already kind of like, that's a little weird. Um, that's <laughs> um, my boyfriend. Okay. What so, would you do? Like, if, like... I don't even know like, what, what I would do. What if you would do if it was a sketch of, like, me, and they're like, this is the name? I would be like, I would confront you. I'd be like, "Are you, what are you doing? But then what if I murdered you? I, you wouldn't. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So I just feel like if I wouldn't. saw the sketch of you with your name, I would go tell on you. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd tell on you too. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I just don't condone murder, even also, if you're my friend. Samamich? That's a fun word. I know, isn't it? Samamich. 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 Samamich State Park in Washington. Cool. Yep. Okay. Oh, speaking of Samamich, if you look at like two aerial, <laughs> sorry, if you look at like two aerial photos of the area, like on the day that, um, like a day or, or two before the event, and then on the day after, it is like packed and then no one is there. Well, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of interesting. That's um, funny. So that was, I, I thought that was kind of cool to look at. They're like, oh God, I'm never going there again. I would know. I don't want even want to go over there. No thanks. Um, anyway. As I said, this summer would be the summer before Bundy would leave for law school in Utah. In the interviews he did with Stephen Michaeld on uh, Death Row, who is the journalist that's in the um, Netflix documentary, and he gets him to like talk in the third person and all this stuff, Bundy would say that he specifically went to school that next semester so that he could leave Washington mm-hmm. without detection. Um, and... The police noticed that women stopped going missing in August, and so did Elizabeth, and so did Anne Rule. So Anne Rule would be the first person to put Bundy on the list of suspects or suspected Ted's in the area after learning he owned a brown Volkswagen Bug. She was put down as an anonymous caller, but she did this in August of 1974. So already, one of his closest friends was like, this is weird. So he's already on the list of suspects. I, again, don't think he's a genius, but whatever. <laughs> so Bundy's application to the University of Utah had been resubmitted and he was readmitted and he left Seattle in September 1974 for school. Elizabeth was worried and she contemplated breaking up with him. She had confronted him about the pictures in the newspapers and her friend Lynn Banks encouraged her to break it off because Lynn didn't like the way she acted like he acted towards Elizabeth. And she would also say that Bundy just made her uncomfortable in general. The relationship between Elizabeth and Bundy was fractured when he left, but they were still a couple when he went to school. So on September 8th, 1974, a road worker spotted a human spinal cord in the woods in Issaquah, Washington. 
She notified the police immediately, and they sent out a search team to the location. They combed the whole area for almost four days and found the skeletons of Janice and Denise. It was the first major breakthrough in the missing women's cases, and police were like starting to understand what had been happening to these women. In addition to the bodies of Janice and Denise, there were other bones found in the lot that could have been an additional three people. They found five separate femur bones as well. Of course, four of them would belong to Denise and Janice, and one would later be said to be the femur of Georgianne Hawkins, which was confirmed by Bundy. The identity of the other body or bodies were not confirmed. Wait, where are we? Still in Washington? Yeah, we're still in Washington. This was after so he Bundy put had her left. Skull in a different park and her femur and a Well, so he had just scattered her Oh, I forgot he body. just remembered her. Okay. Yeah, so he did that with several people. I was like, that's weird. Um, okay. But yeah, so he didn't do that with Janice and Denise, though, because their skeletons were found. Georgian, however, was not. And, like, they couldn't... There were multiple bone fragments around, and they couldn't positively say that they were all part of one skeleton or if they were multiple skeletons. But Bundy would say that all of the fragments they found would belong to Georgian Hawkins, so weird that he was like, I need to scatter bones across the state, but also I'm going to tell people my name. Like, I know. It's so weird. I know. It's well, he had necrophilia and um, yeah, he would actually Gross. he would go back to all of his mm-hmm. sites. So it's quite possible that he wouldn't dismember their bodies until later. Late. Oh, um, my gosh. That's gross. But Very yeah. West Mesa killer it's vibes. So <laughs> gross. Yeah. <laughs> killer vibes. <laughs> I noticed you said it and you didn't say anything about it. (laughs) My brain didn't realize that. Um, Okay. So those bone fragments still have not been confirmed as Georgianne Hawkins' body. But they are. But I'm like 99% sure that that was Georgianne. It was clear to the police at the time that due to the nature of the site that all of the bodies had been put there by the same person – They aren't sure if all of the women actually were brought to that spot and killed, but that's likely what happened. And Bundy would say that's kind of what he did. And his and like I had described before when I was talking about Georgianne, knock them unconscious with a crowbar, put them into his vehicle, take them to another location where he would strangle them and sexually assault their corpse and then possibly dismember them or bury them. So... Also Israel Keys vibes. I know, right? Isn't like that doing everything in different mm-hmm. locations. Yeah, right. Well, he would actually I mean, he would return to one to two locations really for those bodies. He yeah, had, but like yeah. the abducting it somewhere and then mm-hmm. killing and then taking yeah. it somewhere else and then yeah. So Bundy's out of Washington and we're gonna move into the murders that occur in Utah in nineteen seventy four through nineteen seventy five when Bundy is in law school. So he moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, and he worked on campus in the dorm rooms and as a night security guard, which, like, that's kind of <laughs> ironic, too. Who has time for that in I law know. school? I, well, he would get really terrible grades. Anyway. Okay. So on October 2nd, 1974, 16-year-old Nancy Wilcox was last seen getting into a Volkswagen bug, bug in Holiday, Utah. She was originally listed as a runaway after she walked out of her house that day. 
Bundy would confess to her murder, which is why she is on the list of 30 women that he is suspected of killing, um, but they never found her body. Bundy would say that he buried her body about 200 miles south of Salt Lake City in Capitol Reef National Park, but it has not been recovered. He said that he abducted her at knife point, raped her, and then strangled her. Sorry, are there 30 suspected killings in addition to the 26 or 30 total, 26 confirmed, 30, about four yeah. non-confirmed? Okay. So 26 confirmed named victims, and then there are four victims that are not named. And I actually found that there is a 31st victim that is not included in this book, and it was confirmed later. Um, and it's a one. It's a victim from Colorado. So there are actually 34 positively ID'd murders that Bundy committed. And then just four are unnamed. Unnamed, yeah. Or five. Mm-hmm. No, four are unnamed. Four, four are unnamed. One is the additional one. You yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I included the the person who's uh, new, if you will, into the list of women that are already. Mm-hmm. In there. Anyway, okay, so um, Melissa Smith was 17 when she left a pizza parlor in Midvale, Utah. She planned to go home and pick up some pajamas and then head over to a sleepover on October 18th, 1974. Her dad was actually police chief Lewis Smith, and she had been warned about how dangerous it was out there, but Utah hadn't been plagued by a large number of missing women by this point. She never reached home to pick up her pajamas, and she never made it to her friend's house for the slumber party. Her body would be found naked nine days later near Summit Park, which is like 30 minutes from Midvale. She had been raped and sodomized, and it looked like she had been hit on the head with a crowbar, then strangled to death. So already we see his pattern coming back. She's also a confirmed Bundy victim. Sorry, all of these are confirmed Bundy victims that I'm giving names to, but uh, just to clarify. So, oh, wait, and then (laughs) the unnamed are still confirmed. They're just unnamed. They're just unnamed, and we have not found their bodies yet. Um, And there's a lot of victims that we'll talk about later that are, he's like a lead suspect, or they're victims that were considered, but he is no longer Mm. the suspect. So I have a a list of, like a decent list of those. Um, Not all of them, obviously, but um, the ones that I had seen over and over again, the names anyway. So we'll talk about those at the very end, just so that we don't get confused. So Laura Aim was dropped. uh, Oh, sorry. Laura Aim had dropped out of high school and was living in the house of some family friends in October of 1974. She was 17, and on Halloween night in Lay, Utah, she left the cafe she was in around midnight in search of something a little bit more fun and spooky to do because it was Halloween. Um, This would be the last time anyone saw her alive. On November 27, 1974, so about a month later, her body was found on a riverbank by a few hikers in in the Wastash Mountains near a parking lot. Her body showed the same markings that Melissa's body had shown. So Elizabeth Klepfer was in Utah when this was all happening to visit her family. And her friend Lynn was like, have you heard about the murders in Utah? And she showed her the newspapers and all of these missing girls. And this is when Elizabeth finally decides to go to the police. And so she calls the Seattle police and reports Ted. So Anne Rule and Elizabeth would be two 
of the people who would report Bundy. He would be reported four times. Another time was by a professor, and I'm not sure who the fourth person is. So Ted Bundy's name shows up four times on these lists, but they're dealing with like thousands of names of suspected Ted. I mean, Ted's. if you're a girlfriend, if she's, if you're like my boyfriend is this person, I feel like that's so, oh, like people, shocking they have, that you would have to put a lot of weight to that. Well, a whole bunch of women were doing that. So, like, um, I looked, there was a statement by um, Detective Kathy McChesnick, I think, and she said she she was the one who was in charge of all of the statements, and there were, like, scores of women who were like, I think my boyfriend, whose name is Ted, is this killer. So, it was a lot of people to sort <laughs> really? through. Really? Yeah, it was. And um, Like, a, that's so it's odd. A de- yeah, there's a decent amount of people on their suspected list and they would hmm. eventually whittle it down to a like a smaller victim pool but anyway. see i would have guessed that like one person out of all of that was reported by their girlfriend like no i didn't i would not <laughs> think that that would be a common occurrence yeah and obviously people ladies want, yeah right? <laughs> break up with these people i know and people want to insert themselves into the investigation and sort of like accuse someone and be like i was instrumental in this but it really took like a little bit for elizabeth to become comfortable with putting Bundy's name forth. But anyway, so we're going to end. Um, is this part four? Mm-hmm. We're going to end part four here. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the most important survivors of one of Bundy's attacks. Let's go so. get some tea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.